Welcome to In The Room, where we explore the elusive world of casting for film, TV, and commercials. Join us as we interview directors, writers, producers, and actors, taking a deep dive into their experiences with casting and how the ultimate decisions are made in bringing a story to the screen. Get an inside look at casting and find out what really goes on in the room. So today we have the producing team from Roosevelt Films, John Robleski. Did I do it right? No. Yeah. Yes. Nice. No, that was perfect. <laughs> okay. John Robleski and Christian Sosa. Among their many films they've produced, Age Out, starring Ty Sheridan, Fugitive Dreams, The Channel, and their upcoming South by Southwest award-winning The Long Game, starring Dennis Quaid. So I'm Heather Kafka and I'm an actor. I'm Kendra Franklin. I'm an actor and a casting assistant. I'm John Williams, and I'm a crazy man. And <laughs> these are facts. I'm a casting director. And a casting director. That's why you're a crazy, a crazy man. man. <laughs> right. So we're excited today. We have some producers in the room, and we get to pick your brains about everything producing. And they also have a film that they're just wrapping right now. You guys want to mention that one? Yeah, John, yeah, our New Orleans movie. I mean, we've had, uh, I guess, between May and now, we've been a part of four movies. Uh, yeah. But yeah. The, the the biggest one is uh, the one we just wrapped in New Orleans with uh, William Kaufman. That's yep. so yeah. awesome. And Heather's worked for, for Will. I have worked for Will Kaufman in Daylight's End. Oh, right, yeah. Some great people in Daylight's End. Um, but, okay, I'll go out on a limb and be the nerd in the room and just start super basic. What? Is a producer? <laughs> no, it's oh, a good. <laughs> Seriously, because no, I think it's really ambiguous to most of the world. I think they know what a director think, yeah. does. I think they know what an actor does. But like, where does the producer come into a project? And like? I also think that you guys are like they—they they don't. Uh, no one understands how hard and long and how how much work you guys do. Yeah. Like, no one gets like just to get the thing together and get mm -hmm. it, like get the money. Get the. I mean, how the like, years of our lives to get things going. And there's more than one role of a type of producer, right? Because I took a workshop on a line producer. Oh my god. Yeah. There's executive producers, <laughs> associate producers, line producers. So what about you guys? What, how, like when you start with a project, how do you start with a project? Are you asked to come into something that's already forming or are you forming the thing? How does it, how does it all yeah. come together for you? Yes. To all of that. I mean, we, we have things that we formulate with directors where we work side by side, sometimes the ground up just from the idea. And there's other times where we're brought into projects, you know, primarily by creative or you know, other financiers or finance producers. And, you know, I think that Christian and I, I actually came up as a production manager and a line producer. And so um, Christian and I kind of specialize in handling the nuts and the bolts. We do everything that nobody else wants, wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we live with movies from the start to the end of time. I mean, Christian, we just did taxes on how many movies? Oh, I, mean, yeah, I don't know, 10 or so, if not more. I mean, sometimes we, if we're a part of it from the very beginning, we'll usually manage the, uh, you know, the finances all the way to the end, to perpetuity, to the movie's not making money more or investors want to dissolve. And, and they're not getting paid for that. They're literally managing and dealing with all this stuff 20 years later than... Wait, we're not? 
Oh, you're not? Um, I, I mean, I, <laughs> if you guys are, I need to know about that because I should be getting paid too. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, no. No, it, no. I mean, it's in, I guess the other thing too is, uh, you know, producing, I would say, I mean, it's it's really something that we, whether we start from the very beginning, right? Like a project's being written or a project comes to us and it's already baked, it's just going and we need, you know, it needs financing. And then you come in and you help bolster the producing team that's already there. And then you help sell it, distribution, get out on the market, manage, you know, after that. So there's different, there's different ways you can jump on the train, I guess. Okay, so I'm a writer, I've written a script, and I need you guys to help me get it made. What's the first thing that we do? Is you hear a bunch of no's. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend you guys just said yes to me. Well, we'd have to read this. Yeah, we'd have to read it. <laughs> okay, you've read the like, script. You love yeah, it. No, you these love guys the are producers. They're not going to commit to anything. It's the yeah. best yeah. thing you've ever read. Now what? Then we're going to do a breakdown. We're going to do an internal breakdown. We're going to get a line producer and a first AD to build a schedule, build a budget. We're going to put together the legal But no, before that, you got to go get some money to pay all these people. You yeah, can't, we're going to go and you're gonna go try raise to get, development financing. Yeah. We're okay. going to option. But, 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 but then you can't even raise the development because it has no value. Right. right? So, so you have to you go, now you have to try to bring that. it value. Well, yeah. well, on top of what John was saying, like we're, we're going to look at it and be like, is it have potential, like cast potential? And two, like, what's the scope of this? If you wrote the script and it's right. great, but we're like, well, this is one location, one actor like that. Okay, well then that's the parameter. But if it's an ensemble cast or three part lead, like, okay, we have to look at it and say, can this garner a cast that's going to garner a level of financing, you know, and, and distribution? Like, do we feel like this has a home somewhere, you know? Okay, so, so I want Lady Gaga to star in my movie. I mean, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So does everyone? Yeah. Uh, so, so what what attracts you guys to be like? Okay, this is a script that we want to be a part of to get to the first step of what she's asking. Financial viability. Yeah, and and casting viability, right? So those yeah. those go hand in hand. Kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get into that. What does that mean? Well, like, tell people what that mm -hmm. means. I mean, I think that so based on every screenplay, I mean, like Christian was saying, we're looking at the elements of it. I mean, if it's a Will Coffin movie, which is heavy action, we know that there's blow line cost associated with shooting a Will Coffin movie along with stunts. So it's not like you can go and make something for two million dollars really for Will anymore just because he's grown so much as a director. But there is direct blow line associated cost that genre as a whole also has a value in the marketplace and then we would look at what are the lead characters that could potentially be casted and you know from that we kind of build out the package based off of a cost analysis and a financial analysis and then run different scenarios based on where the market currently stands where sales agents are you know telling us you know um, how things are being distributed what's being bought and then from there, we can kind of back into a financial analysis of, okay, this movie probably needs to be made for around X amount of dollars. And if the pieces of the screenplay in terms of, you know, the estimated cost versus what the market is telling us, that's how we determine the financial viability of a movie. And if we say we look at a movie and it's worth maybe $3 million, unless we get Lady Gaga... But, you know, we can only we have to make it for five because there's cost associated with making that screenplay. Well, then it might not be financially viable. So um, we 
doesn't matter how much we like the script, it might be a pass for us um, just because we know that that's a losing proposition for financing. And, well, and, and, and there's the, that defines your casting too, right? Who's available in that genre, 100%. has that value. And so that starts to create that list of, of who you can go after to support this financial model. Well, and and just to add, I mean, the one element, because you're the writer, you're saying, hey, here's my script, and we love it. Who's going to direct? Will Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, say, then, but then, then but that, then it has to fall into that that scenario that makes sense, right? Right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but also that's where that goes hand in hand with casting too. Is like cast was like, okay, who's who's making? Who's the filmmaker? Like who's directing? You know, we have to look at the movie doesn't have a director. We have to look at okay, who's a director that would make a film? Like who would really love this too and want to make that? And who's going to finance that director because he's had success in this genre and made these films? You're not just going to. I can't give it to you as a first time director. I'm not going to give you six million dollars and say we love your script. But and you want to direct it too because this happens all the time. Yeah. First time writer director, and you're like, yeah. dude, I can't give you six million dollars. You've never made a movie before, right? Like, and, and you can't attract the talent. You can't you can't support you know this this investment. And so that really weighs heavily on who stars in the movie and who directs the movie, not who's Absolutely. who's oh who's yeah the gaffer. yeah yeah no yeah. yeah. I mean for for us, I mean too, it's like. Like John was saying, I think that that's one thing that's really important is once we've done our analysis, we have, you know, actors in like kind of buckets, you know, and they're constantly moving. They're like stocks, right? I mean, they go up, down. and um, But that that helps build what we have as our shortlist. And then we're constantly going through different scenarios. Of if we do get a Lady Gaga or, you know, or let's say like we go and we cast, you know, this person plus this person does it help to add someone else? Does that bring value or not? And sometimes it might just be, no, these two roles. And then, you know, that's what the movie needs to be made for. Or if you do bring, you know, another star, you bring someone in for a week, something like that, that can help move the needle. Right. And so it's, it's that kind of like push and pull that we always have to do. Yeah. Cause you kind of want a big star that's going to help sell the film, but then you're also going to have to pay big money for that big star. You're also going to spend a long time mm-hmm. casting that role, yeah. right? Even on when we have Go movies where we're, we are filming and we're on rolling 48-hour offers, you know, and we'll go through 30 no's before we get a, Meh, maybe let's talk, you know? So it also depends on, depending on who you're going after and what level you're going after, how long are you willing to spend in that casting process? We send out million dollar offers and we don't even get a response. I'll take a million dollar offer. I know you would, <laughs> well, but it's not, it's not a million right dollars. It's not a million dollars, guys. It's right. another million. And they're used to making 20 million. I'll take a million. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, yeah, but can you, do you have the value to support that million? I'll get the value. I can get some <laughs> yeah. bots on my Instagram and yeah, get two yeah. million followers. Come on. I mean, yeah. but you understand, like you have- I'll start an OnlyFans. Just kidding. I mean, there's there's your path. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, as soon as you get there, will you call us with that script? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Lady Heather? Yes. Gaga Kafka. Man, <laughs> you, you guys' job I is mean, it's, hard. And it's it's yeah. intelligent. It's hard. It's intelligent. And, and we have and, and we haven't even talked about like 
the creative part. Like, no, they have to support right all now. That. I mean, yeah, it's I like mean, you like, got to like, balance all of these different elements. I mean, like, like John, if we didn't go to film school. We went to business school. So you look at this as like a venture, right? Someone says, "Hey, you want to come invest in my restaurant?" Well, what's your restaurant? Who's your audience? Like, who are you feeding? What's your menu? Like all that. We have to take movies and projects, and we have to put together like who's directing, who's the cast, what's the budget, is the script ready, who's the potential distributor for the movie, who do we see? Is this an A twenty four? Is this a neon? Or is this a you know is studio? Street. Truck or is this yeah. a sushi yeah. Yeah. Or a yeah. franchise. Yeah. Is it a yeah. franchise or, or, or is this like a, a machine, like a movie that's going to fit perfectly in a machine that like Saban or, or a, you know, or a mini major, like, is this going to go, you know, SPC, so Sony Picture Classics or like what, like who is the potential buyer? And they all have different appetites, right, for certain movies. So we have to just start from the very beginning of like, okay, all these things come together and then they're moving and then they have some value and we have to like, go through historical data and say, okay, what is, you know, what fits? And then two, talk to, you know, sales agents and whatnot, figure out like, what is, you know, what are people going for? Like, what does the market look like in 18 months? Cause you're going to shoot it. Yeah. Are you going to prep it? You're going to shoot it and go to post. That's, you know, 12, 18 months later, what does the market say? Cause today you could be selling that movie for one number and the market 18 months from now could be less or could be more. This is why it's so high risk. Mm. And they have to go make the thing. Yeah, and then, yeah. They have yeah. to go like manage the whole day to day once you in that craziness. What's so, that like? It's the most exhausting job on the planet. Like I don't know why you guys do it. It's like the worst yeah. job. It's cr- and I, there's both of you guys. But are at psycho. the end of it, they're the ones who get the Oscar. No, right? no, yeah, no, they the do. Actor, I mean, the director, the director, and the actor get the credit. If they, it's best movie, the producers get the Oscar. Yeah, yeah but it's all the credit. They, I, like, don't, no I one's, don't know if we're you're awesome. We're, <laughs> <laughs> Did we jump like, ahead? Like, remember, I said financially. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> if someone's pitching us that this is gonna go to the Oscars, that's probably a no right out of yeah, the game. It's probably, yeah. it's probably, yeah. Like, if right. anyone says, if you say, what's your plan? They're like, we're going to get into festivals. Nope. Nope. So, nope. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. We plan to get distribution through festivals. That's, like, not, or, that's not or, a plan. Yeah, that's or, not a viable financial plan. Yeah. Uh, or like That's this, what's so great about these guys is that they, they look at it, like they, they're responsible and they look at it that way. And so they're they're really trying to make sure that not only the creative's good and, and we make the best thing, but it also they're taking the responsibility of trying to make sure that their investors get taken care of. And, and, we, and they, we try to get into a gap of like a 10% maybe loss, maybe a 10% gain, so that at least that we're, we're, there's a shot. Okay, so let's talk about- And then about- you guys say, I watched it. Eh, it's okay. Yeah, that's well, that's <laughs> everything these days. Let's talk about a film like Age Out, okay? So like- that has Ty Sheridan in it, right? And then um, who played Swim? Cable. 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 Okay. okay. And it had. And it. Name the Je- cast. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Wright, Imogen Poots, yeah. and, and Gus Van Sant as an EP. And who did you bring in? We brought in all of it. We did all of it. No, who played the 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 lady, the. The mom? The mo- you mean the, the, the Butler. oh Butler yeah, Brett Brett Butler. Butler. yeah, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. okay so these are oh we, we we had one with AJ that's how she knows I'm like how does she know what we how does she know because <laughs> I watched that movie mm-hmm. too yeah we watched I really it. liked it yeah. and I really think that if you can see it audience you should seek it out anything and watch AJ it. makes you should go see it's he's an incredible incredible great. filmmaker so fucking great okay so where are you at in the process when that's coming together and you're casting like how did you get to these casting choices 
I mean, a lot of it's driven by the director. You know, I mean, the director is going to have a creative, like who they want in the roles. And then, okay, I want to go after this person. All right, let's go after him, make an offer. And AJ is one of those filmmakers that I mean, he just he he's a he resonates with actors and very of that sort. You know, very. He's one of, he's one of the best in yeah. terms of talent um, and getting directly to them and getting them to read, even without an offer. He's exceptionally talented at that. You speak to him and you realize that his depth of knowledge of cinema and his depth of knowledge of just any subject is so and so great. And, yeah. And his in in his ability to t- articulate and connect with the with actors, you know, is just I've never seen anyone better. I mean, I haven't been privy to everybody, but he's really good at it. So was any of that though like I want this person and you're like, but we don't have the budget for that. We didn't have the budget for it. No, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so then what do you do? How do you how do you, no, you, you make you, it happen? No, you get them the you send it to the agents and you get it to the actor and you find ways, you know, maybe a, you know, Nick Gondo was on our that picture as well and like, you know, he had worked with Imogen Poots and so he's like, Yeah, we get it to Imogen. Imogen was in town, she read it, AJ was able to meet with her. He met with Caleb Landry Jones at a coffee shop here in town for four hours, they hit it off. Caleb's like, I'm going to do it. Like, it just, you know, Ty, he already knew Ty, and Ty was coming off of, like, you know, Yellow Birds and, um, was it X-Men yet? No, I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but he, so they, they knew, so he had been involved very, you know, Mud, I think it was right after Mud, he got the script, and so we were kind of, AJ wanted to wait till he was 18 like, to do the movie. Um, it was after Joe, too, because yeah. Joe was after Mud. And, yeah, and then Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright was just, like, on a list, but AJ really loved, and it was something like, again, work. he had the same agent as Imogen, uh, I believe, yeah. So they were just going out and say, hey, and he read it, and it was just, it worked in the schedule, and he really liked it. He, he had a great call with AJ. And, I mean, anyone that AJ talks on the phone with an actor, I mean, they're gonna, they pretty much sign on. Like, it's, yeah. it's like he's a 10 for 10. I mean, he's... You know, he's just great, and there's someone that they want to work with, and so His after body that, at work too. I think they 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 yeah. trust. They're like, okay, I'm in good hands. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why yeah. a first time director has such a hard time. It's like, dude, I've worked so hard to build this career, and you want me to put that in your hands, and you don't, you've never done it for before? sure yeah. because I can't see what you're, yeah, what you're, what you're yeah. gonna and, make, and, and, and no one's gonna be like, it's the director's fault. They're gonna watch the actor and be like, that was a horrible, horrible movie. movie. Right. Yeah, you were in, right? Yeah. They're not gonna be like, well, that's probably the producers that was, that was their fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, so it's like impossible to get. It's almost near impossible to get a big name to trust a first-time director. Well, so it sounds like it was fairly easy on Age Out then. No, he wasn't. Well, well, he wasn't. Well, no, I mean, and all, but like once they're once the actors are in creatively, right? You're you're like, okay, well, we're a low-budget indie film, so yeah. like we don't we can't pay you what your normal rate is. But also, it's like if they have a gap between like Jeff, you're right, like Westworld, they're whatever. You know, it's it's okay. Hey, I have the. Yeah, well, it's not about the money. It's like, it's the part. It works. Like, I want to do it. And so that's where we come in is like, okay, we're not this. We don't have the budget that studios have. We don't have these big offers. But if you want to do it, here's what we can do. And we'll try to make it, you know, as first class possible when you come in. Like, you know, put you in a hotel and take care of you and get you out. Yeah. Which was great because we were in Waco and there isn't that many expensive hotels. <laughs> yeah. so. Very nice. That's <laughs> Western. There was like one place to book it. Yeah. yeah, I think I slept in my truck a few <laughs> nights because we couldn't find. We had room. one RV and we had and and we and like even didn't we didn't you guys stay at the hotel that we like, with the car on fire? Or no, no, no okay. we couldn't. No, you couldn't. no we you didn't actually could, end up staying there. You guys couldn't afford that. We one. did have the one RV, which was one of my best friend's parents' RV. It was a Mercedes RV that they had just bought. And I won't tell you who it was, but I'll never forget the like one of the ADs comes up and is like, John, John, one of the actors is smoking cigarettes in your buddy's <gasps> RV. And I was like, oh God. 
to go in there and be like, hey, man, or girl, like, can you not smoke? And they're like, why? And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, just please don't. Please. We got one RV. We have one RV. Oh my <laughs> get it right. Then you go make a little smoking section for them outside because yeah. you're producers I, and you I make remember, it happen. I remember that RV. There was, a, there was a PA or someone and he was complaining about the Reverend, right? That's the name of that the DiCaprio movie. And and they like killed themselves to make that movie, right? In, in Magic Hour and the worst conditions, and he was like, "It was okay." And I said, "I said, if you think that was okay, what do you think people are going to say about this movie? Yeah. Like, like, dude, like they killed themselves to make that movie. Yeah. At least give them the respect of yeah. like they did something amazing." And that's what I'm, when anyone makes a movie, I'm like, "Dude, you did it! Like, it's yeah, so yeah, hard." Yeah. Like. I've yeah, watched so these guys for 10 years try to we've all tried to make so yeah. much stuff that never made it. It's so hard to get a movie off the ground. Yeah. It is an independent. Yeah. So what's been a challenging casting situation, like a really challenging casting situation in a film? <laughs> I, I would say the probably the most the most recent one we did because, you know, we decided to go make a a movie during the strike. Um, you know, we, we actually were gotten a pre-production right before the strike happened. And we felt like it would be advantageous to, to actually go and film while that was happening. Um, which in some, a lot of ways it was, but from a casting perspective, it was really difficult to, to navigate that because you, you, we had actors that, you know, were interested. And then, you know, when the strike happened, you know, a lot of them, you know, there's a lot that frankly they didn't want to be seen working when others weren't. Um, no one knew it what was, was going on. The waiver wasn't there. Going on. Um, you know, the interim agreement was just getting in place. We were one of the first shows to get an interim agreement. I mean, uh, and, you know, agents were confused. They didn't know whether they could talk to us. They didn't know that they could negotiate with us. And so that, I, I mean, we were we were filming like and, i mean we, and they had, yeah, they had they we're, we're talking not we were just like a week away and it wasn't a small movie they had a huge set like in a like three baseball football fields like it was a it was a big big shoot they had yeah. troublemaker studios they it was a big shoot it wasn't like a little indie with an rv yeah yeah it, and it was also the other thing too is we had actors that the agents like well sorry they're on hold for their amazon series and it's like it, it, it's on yeah going it's on like, stri- no, you're striking tomorrow <laughs> you're not yeah. shooting your amazon series no. and then the next day after a strike oh hey they're available and interested we're like sorry we already cast the role it's like oh, oh, like no. are you serious like we like we all knew this was coming, yeah, coming like yeah. weeks before and that's why we were like hey are they available oh no they've got their amazon or netflix show it's like you're that's not going. Somebody's agent is fired. I mean, <laughs> no, that's if they agencies. Know. They don't know. Yeah, they I'm don't, like, yeah, if they, they don't even know. know. They don't know. You know, we don't know what's happening. No, I've run into True. I've run into guys that I know, and I said, "Hey, did you get that script?" Uh, they said that you read it and you didn't like it, and they're like, "They didn't." That's you know what you're so talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That shit happens all the time. To you? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. I love my agent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fantastic. I just said that for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the conversation moving along. Um, okay, so that was challenging. So, <laughs> got anything that was, harder? That, that, well, that was really challenging, and hey. especially we had one key role that was like what we talk about, like being a money role, like um, that it needed to be associated with value. Again, we talked about those tiers before in terms of evaluating the film, and we had a really important role where we did have a a real big name actor. Um, and he unfortunately had to drop out last minute 
And um, we were really struggling to try and fill that with the same value of actor. And, um, you know, we creatively, you know, came together and decided to switch it from a male to a female. And we're able to get someone that checked that box and was fantastic. And now, frankly, couldn't see the movie without that person. That's but I mean, master stroke was, right there. Master that was stroke. like that was like 12 weeks of casting, yeah. you know, and being at almost zero hour, like they're going to travel in two weeks. And they, you know, unfortunately, and it wasn't the actor's fault. They had something come up uh, that they couldn't affect. And so then it's like you're scrambling in triage mode all over again. I mean, in what Christian? Yeah, yeah. And lawyers even. Yeah, and we have lawyers emails going on five days before that role started. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. We're like, and you're gonna need to come in to wardrobe like in 48 hours, and we're like, and we need to get your contract done in like less than you know four days. And this is like a Thursday going into a weekend, and so yeah, at that point, yeah, all the lawyers and we're just all like, they're already burning money. Redlining, already all being spent. Like the amount of the stress level for these guys, and they don't they don't know it's gonna work out. It's not like they can go to bed and be like, oh, it's be fine. That's why we have dogs. Right? Well, we have Roosevelt. That's why we have Roosevelt <laughs> yeah. down here. Our first yeah. canine guest in studio is Roosevelt. She's go. a wolf dog. Is that right? A wolf <laughs> no, she she's a technic she's a blue German shepherd. A blue German okay, shepherd. So yeah. right. You yeah, were right. You're right. Yeah. She's a blue German but shepherd. But if if you go if you take her to H E B, mostly everyone says wolf. So yeah. I just don't They're correct like, him there's anymore. There's a guy in here with a wolf. Yeah, I just say, okay, Game of Thrones, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's very chill. She's amazing. So basically what we've learned so far is that you guys have it easy. Yeah, well, if you have a yeah. dog, maybe, <laughs> to bring your heart rate well, down. Well, you haven't even talked about, this is in general, but like producers have to deal with the insurance claims. We have to deal with when someone gets hurt. We have to deal with, in, you know, just many things that like, oh, creatively, you know, you get this or that, like locations happening, car wrecks, fires, things getting the stolen. The actor going out and spending way yeah, too much car, money saying, you hey, know, pay this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tr- having like 14 trashed rental vehicles, brand new server, you know, like just stuff that you're like, okay, I got to deal with the insurance claim. It took us nine months or 12 months just to get through like on one show. It's, it's, those are the things like, who's going to deal with that? And then who's going to deal with the tax incentives and the rebates and the accounting and the reporting to the investors and, and the taxes. Just the paperwork alone from delivering a movie. Is oh God. Just, yeah. Yeah. Your deliverables and, and yeah, everything, the, the, the insurance. Yeah. It's insane. And then everyone's like, oh, are we going to festivals? Oh, okay. Well, who's going to do that? Yeah. Who's going to submit get that? And we're going to get the, you know, make sure we get the right files and stuff to the festivals. And who's going to hire the PR companies? And who's going to talk to the sales agents? And then and organize the hotels, the travel, all the stuff for the, the and, and try to make sure that all those celebrities that are in it, they are out doing the right thing. I mean, it's endless. Which, which are all contractual. Everyone has a contract mm-hmm. and like very detailed on exactly what they get, like what type of water and everything. So you guys are superheroes, basically. No, <laughs> no, we, um, we, 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 they're actually sadomasochists. Is what okay, maybe I should rephrase that. You guys are nobody else wants to yeah, do. Yeah, so you're and insane, and, and it's endless, and it doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. So when, it doesn't stop. No, it doesn't stop. So the responsibility for the entire production weighs on your shoulders. So but even after it's done, is what and they're, they're the ones. Oh, yeah, they're usually for the, the eternity. Re- yeah, and they're the relationship with the money. So then they have to deal with the the money side as well. And and those people yeah, being like, when am I getting my money back? What's happening? Yeah, the reporting, and then I mean, as you're going through release windows and relicensing deals, and then 
you know, having to keep up with, you know, heaven forbid guild residuals, like, ugh, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I just, you know, it just when you think a movie has gone away and especially like now Christian, and I have been doing this for about 12 years. And just when you think a movie has gone away, it's like, Oh, guess what? It, it, that contract expired. It's now out. And like a sales agent's calling you being like, we want to relicense this over into a different window or now it's going broadcast or now we're going to release it in hotels or airlines or, you know, Germany wants to do a DVD specialty package. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, they're, and they're, um, yeah, they're yeah. dealing with every region, every market. It's a worldwide sale. So they're dealing with every market like that. So then you guys show up on the day, right? And you're like late and you're like, oh, I don't know my I lines. I beg your pardon. I'm just saying when that I happens. I beg your pardon. That's like, what I'm, I'm saying. Really when that saying. happens and you guys show up <laughs> and you're late and you don't know your lines or something like that. It's just, for these guys, it's like. <laughs> the stress goes <laughs> what up. Are you, what are you doing? Because the time yeah. is You had money. one thing. No, I'm saying. Yeah, you had one <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Literally, you had yeah. one thing to do. <laughs> and, and you no. guys have five million things yeah. to do. No, it's, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, every every piece of it, right, that's the whole point of it is like it's all about how you package and develop it, then how you shoot it, how you get through posts, how you're going to sell and distribute, and then what's the end life of it. I mean, it's it's all in stages. I mean, we can only take it in pieces. So your business degree was a good idea for sure. Um, it taught us a few things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It and, was It was not – no one cared in the movie business. They're like, oh, where'd you, where'd you go to college? They don't care. Like, what have you done? Yeah. What's your credits? What do you know? And that, yeah. that each one's a business, so it's like, sh- tell me the businesses that you've succeeded in, like, right? And, yeah. And so if you or if you can succeed, if you can create a baby and you can grow it up yeah. and, and it's successful, then it's like, okay, we'll let you do another one for a little bit more money because we trust you now. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we've done twenty start twenty five startups. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think the first couple of films I made, I being 23 years old, making a first movie and raising money and remember, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christian yeah. Christian stories and saying is he went in and, and helped manage uh, a fund and reorganize the fund and like I think it was a billion dollar fund or was it? No, much? no, for my first project. No, the, when you went in and helped the family re- reorganize the whole fund and oh. and digitize it and everything. Oh, before oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was like yeah, that was like right. Right out of college. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, that was working for like an invest. That was like a film fund and like an investment firm um, that was backed by a billionaire family. But anyway, it was just one of those things where that's how I got my feet wet, you know, was them just saying, hey, here's all the financials. What do you want to learn? I was like, I'm going to learn it all. Oh, my God. And so. He took their whole catalog and he he like. Yeah, this was early, like two, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like before, yeah, people were. <laughs> so yeah. you were Digitizing. line producing before you were line producing. <laughs> well, that, that would more, that's more like like post accounting and things like that. But that the learning guild residuals, like learning how to like license music for trailers and paying for so, like just that stuff that he was like, oh, I didn't know I have to like license a song and and how do we pay for that? Well, we're getting a you know de- a deposit back from IA. Oh, well that can pay for that. Okay, so how, how do we shift money around? So, so it's. And then he, you started in production, right, John? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was uh, like a financial advisor and I was working with people in the film industry and I was like, these people are morons. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. But then I, I went and I uh, actually started working at a commercial production company um, and I was running the finance side of their business. And um, Hi, Brady. Yeah, hi, Brady, yeah. Shout out to Brady. Uh, the uh, the owner came and was like, um, "We've got this movie. 
um, shooting in Indiana. It's like a $2 million budget. They need a lime producer. John, we think you can, you should go do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And How hard could he, it be? <laughs> I was like, did you even know yet? <laughs> no, I had never been on set. <laughs> I was I was like 24 years old, something like that. And I just, I went and limed and PM'd a $2 million movie in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. And, um, that's how after cra- that. that's how crazy the the film business is. They'll just give someone no. Yeah, experience. totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just that I just kept doing it after that. Um, that that was my first job, and I actually got a producer credit on that movie. Congratu- uh, so that was my first job on a set was <laughs> lining and PMing a two million dollar movie. And, and then, then after and, that, and then it went down. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah. I was like okay. And for those who don't know, can you explain what that role is? Those who are listening. Yeah, I mean, I like the line producer. Like I always like to say, it's like the CFO, COO of a movie, right? I mean, you're you're the boots on the ground. You're the person that works 16, 18 hours a day. You're in charge and managing the entire you know company on behalf of the producers, right? Um, so you're the you're the signatory. You're signing off on all the expenses. You're hiring everyone. You're reviewing all the reports and preparing everything for the producers. And then, you know, thankfully when the line producer wraps, they get to leave and just hand everything to Christian and I and mm-hmm. be like, John was but like, I mean, John was like, I did this job's I did horrible. That. What's a worse job than being a line producer? Like, oh, I'll be a producer. Yeah. 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 And I was like, man, it, producing would be so much easier. I don't have to work yeah. so much. And then I realized like, oh, everyone just gets to go home. Yeah. and leave <laughs> and we still have so much to do and it just and it, it continues to stack on top of each other because they can just roll into another project we're gonna be living like it, it, the more we do the more it just continues to like stack yeah. up you're so, raising that yeah. baby it, well it, that's and sometimes we work as like production service like producers for hire like we'll come in a company will already have the funding and they'll say okay we need someone to make it and then hand it off to us at the end and we're like oh that's awesome like yeah great we can go and like we'll we'll make the budget the schedule we'll get the casting like we'll do all that we'll make it get it through post but all like the drives at the end of the day like they're going to deliver it like they already have most likely an output deal and and great we got to like be the producers for this section but we're not having to worry about it 10 years from now yeah. and those are yeah. really those are really that's cool the, things that's yeah. yeah yeah when you can just birth the baby and give it off in there yeah i mean we don't we yeah, we we yeah i mean we don't have much of the long run upside but i mean it's a great but sometimes those are great projects that we have to work with other companies and producers and say hey like we'll help you know in this area and then you you know they brought the other you know um material elements to it and there we go so what do you do you guys love movies like what gets you excited about john do you watch movies every day yeah i I watch (laughs) yeah christian knows i i i try to watch something every day uh are you being serious or a movie yeah i do okay every day i think the end of my day is always trying to watch a movie or watch something. Right now, we've been watching uh, Barry, um, but I I watch something every day, and I like to. I'll get a lot of suggestions on things to watch and different genres, and I just like movies. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Well, and then sometimes we get movies like for the producers that or, or that we know, and they say, "Hey, like they've already shot it, they made it. Like, will you guys help sell a movie?" 
or can you help like yeah. you know do or that so give us notes can yeah notes, notes. so so yeah. sometimes we'll get it and that's what we have to do like hey we need to watch this movie let's get some notes have a talk let's talk and then we'd say like can do we know where we could maybe help you know broker a sales deal or even direct to distribution because we know a lot of distributors as well and we could help save that filmmaker maybe some headache maybe some you know fees that would normally come associated and also help negotiate potentially a better deal than they would do on their own and so sometimes we do pick up projects in that sense where it's already done but like we're going to go be like we're going to help put the you know the cap on it mm-hmm. from a sales and dis- distribution standpoint do you guys do commercials not not really anymore uh, we, we've dabbled in a few of them um especially just because of my background when i worked with uh fueled films um but um it really hasn't been i mean we haven't done anything short form in a really long time yeah yeah mainly, mainly just feature films people come to us say i have a movie okay let's and then what what will get you excited about it the I mean, script I mean, the, or the, the fact yeah, well, that you can probably sell it for a lot or I, we probably can't talk about the north texas thing right you have to probably, but there's 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 something they're working on that's just got so many elements that are just like you get behind it because you're like you can see it and you're like let's we got to make this mm-hmm. like and it has so many elements in place that you you're just like I don't know. You just get super excited about the idea and everything. But like what? Like it's a Western or it's Well, what? yeah. I, and I think the other thing on top of that is like most of the stuff that we'll get, we'll look at is unsolicited, right? So it's going to be someone that we know, like a referral or, a, you know, a filmmaker we know or an actor or someone. Like it's going to come through some level of already trusted like taste in a way. Mm. It's like, hey, you should read this script. Oh, okay. I like, I, yeah, you send me good stuff. Like let's read it. Let's talk about it. Or we know the filmmaker or we know an actor involved or another producer. So we, you know, a lot of our stuff is kind of in that, you know, it's it's relationships. It's mm-hmm. built on years of, okay, very randomly. I mean, we get pitched stuff all the time that are, solic- you know, they're just emails. Hey, read my project. And that's kind of hard. We get those every day almost. And it's like, I can't yeah. spend my time. Yeah, I don't imagine you have doing that. But if time. someone, if a producer we know... <laughs> Huh? It has to come through something. It has to come through something that's vetted, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I Sheridan brings us something, or Caleb brings up something. We're gonna read it, or we're gonna look at it, right? Um, you know, or even you know, John Wood. Well, maybe. Yeah, John, maybe I don't not. know. But you have to understand too. When when I when I give something to them, or someone gives something to me, you're asking for years of my life to follow this whole thing, right? Yeah. So you have to be like. You have to really love it because it's like there's so much work. You're not getting paid for it. You're, you're never the, you're never get making. At least we haven't. I don't think made enough money to, that compares to what the work that we put into it. Right, and the hours. It's, it's like, a dollar an hour. Yeah, I think we we yeah, we're we're trying to get to dollar twenty five an hour. I think that's <laughs> that's the goal. Not to mention, but, but not the, the the conversations, the mental capacity that you're thinking about. How do we make this happen? All that work that you're doing. No, I, I that, like the emotional labor that you're putting towards. I something. will say that that exact thing that you just said translates entirely to actors as yeah. well, except for just the years part of it necessarily. But yeah, I every project is like you're asking a lot of me. The work that you guys do, the yeah. work that I have to do in and order to create character and per- bring it on the day and perform and all that stuff that no one will see that. I won't get paid for, you know, just like the commitment I'm going to make. Maybe I'm going to lose a job over it, you know, because mm-hmm. I have a day job or whatever at the time. I got to get childcare. I got like it's a huge thing where you're like, am I going to be able to 
enjoy the process with these people of going to the places that I'm also emotionally being asked to go to. And then there's the friction of these guys going, can you do it for $60 a day? And, then and you the guys are like, day, fuck you. Yeah, and, we're not getting and, paid and, well and either. And they're like, they're like going, like, dude, I don't have it. If I had yeah, it, I would yeah. give it to you, but I don't yeah. have it. And you're like, oh, you're greedy. You don't, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and it's like, that's not the case. It's like, we're trying to make something here of like great value. And we, we only, we have limited resources. Yeah. I think, John, that's a really good point because I mean, like, we're also not the type of producers that... You know, we just had this discussion, actually, where we have a, a film that we're very passionate about. And, um, you know, and we've got cast attached to it. And, you know, we're looking at the the market and we feel like there's certain creative elements in order to support the movie the way it needs to be done. We think we need to make it for X. Well, you know, we have financiers that are like, OK, we'll give you like two thirds of that or maybe half. And then they're like, well, just go tell the filmmakers to do it for this amount. And we're like, no, because the movie needs these certain things in order to be at this, like what we want it to be. So we're, we're not the producers that are going to go and just be like, uh, yeah, like I know you say the budget is this, but instead of 4 million, here's 2 million. I'm going to take 200 grand off the top and let me know when it's done. You know, because there's plenty of that too, right? Yeah, there's plenty and of people like, that do that as well. But these guys, I've never seen do it yet. No, not yet. I mean, we'd make a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, if we did. yeah, yeah. Uh, but our movies would also, you know, Suffer. we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be proud of them. And we, yeah. we do want to make stuff that we're proud of and things that I think that that is that's what helps set us up with talent because then the talent knows that if Christian and I are calling and making an offer. Even if we are not offering a ton of money, um, we give a shit. We give a fuck about the movie and we are trying to put them in a a, a place that can be successful um, and not just like a cash grab. And you're with someone like AJ who also is has that same sort of motive of like, let me make the creative, mo the most creative thing. Then you're able to sort of convince i guess or at least bring bring you guys on board to get behind this vision and it's like look we're all gonna we're all gonna jump into this and try to make the best thing possible for as little money and if it if it and hopefully it's something we all can be proud of is there ever like do you have because i always feel sort of like if my rate on the day is going to be a hardship but we all love the project that if there was a world where if that project ends up being hugely successful Maybe I would also make some financial back end of that. That doesn't seem to happen in the independent film world very often. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, oh. well, yeah. well, then you have a financier who's like, I'm taking all the risk. Like, I, if there's yeah, an upside, I, mean, I, I need to win because I'm, ta I'm just, I, they're putting $4 million on the table. On the yes. hopes, right? And so, I, yes. So give me $4 million, and then you, then I tell you, when you have $4 million, I say, and we're going to share with all these people. Like, you have to have an investor that's, like, really cool, right? Yeah. Well, well, but, yeah, but, I mean, the way that all works, right? I mean, I, and I've seen what you're talking about maybe is more of, like, the new, is it pay equity model that's, that's yeah. productions are doing? But those, what, I, what I've seen or we've seen is, Mostly on very low budget movies, under five hundred thousand dollars. You know where that makes sense. I haven't seen a that in like a nine or ten million dollar movie. Um, you know, except for I guess Air. I mean, and I think 
Ben yeah. and them did that on air, but they had Amazon backing. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, Amazon, we're going to do this thing and all the crew are going to pay this and they're going to share in the back end of the movie. But, like, that was, like, obviously a model. I'm a part a of some model. stuff that's starting to do that, so yeah. I think that, like, that model is going to. Yeah. So it's viable, no? Yeah, it, but it depends. Well, that's, uh, nah, it, 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 it depends, well, no, it depends it, what it, it is. If everybody comes in at 6, it's valued at 10, it works. If everyone that comes in at 20 and it's and their value is 20 and you make it and, they, and we all agree, if – if the people that we have to do all the money goes to agrees to sort of like say, hey, I'm going to be part of the family, it works. But it, it, that's the only way that it works is that somebody has to be generous along that way. Okay. Yeah, and also too, like on the on the lo- but on the lower budget independent finance finance movies, I mean the act they build actors or named actors, we're not like they we do have to give them a chunk. I mean they get more points than we do in the end of the day. So it just like uh, you mean like in a Ty Sheridan situation or kind of thing. Well, or no? just I mean, the, any bankable act. You got four bankable actors in a movie. I mean, you're going to give like twenty five to thirty points. I mean, that's more. You know, that's more than half of the producer share of points. And then producers have to split that with directors and composers and other people, editors. And you know, at the end of the day, we you know we might come away with like just a few points, and it's like oh, but our lead actor gets ten or fifteen. You know, right. in some cases, it's like a so, trickle down. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and then and they're the ones left with all the responsibility, and they're only getting a, a, a point. So, and then the question is that you know, scripts have. I mean, they can have thirty to sixty speaking parts. So, if yeah, you're paying someone, you know, three days at scale, like, well, how do we give appropriate back end for like that role versus someone who's working six weeks or four weeks? Mm-hmm. And then, right, yeah. Th- yeah, then you have crew. So it's a it's a thing that again we've seen it work with. Lower, um, budget, lower, lower, lower budget movies. Lower, um, um, you get into like a SAG basic contract situation where your day rate is, you know, what's the interim is 1201, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. I mean, like, you're really only going to give points to your your top build cast, right? Um, because, you know, the people that are on minimum guarantees schedule F or above kind of deal, right? But I mean, if you're, if you're, you might want to explain what a ske- what all that is. They don't know. I don't think they know what that is. Oh, okay. I mean, so, so schedule F is just um, something that was determined within the SAG contract of sixty five thousand or above, right? So, um, pre, if you're pre strike, yeah, pre strike. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, what, what did they change it to? One fourteen now? Something. Well, like? I think it's the new schedule F from the intern agreements that we've seen since we've seen four of them now. Um, as 144,400 and schedule D now, I think is 65. And this is all, this is all disclaimer per the current interim agreement that we've seen that can this change not two final. weeks from now if the Set strike is over. Still in negotiations. But I, yeah. But I think that, you know, on a, if you're on a weekly scale, it's like 4,034 on a 44, like on a schedule B. So like, you know, if you're on a weekly contract and you're making 4,000 bucks, you know, you're still making 4,000 bucks before overtime right and that's on a on a weekly guarantee right so that's not something that you know we would give points to someone like that on right unless uh, you know unless it was a really bigger name actor that again associates value that then you know they're willing to come in and do that because more than likely we're going to pay them you know sixty five thousand dollars or above mm-hmm. and tell them so, how, how that all works to schedule f like as far as like i mean essentially at that point it's depending on how long you're shooting it's basically like you're putting a deposit down on the actor and uh, depending on how long they're working for, you're billing against that amount. It's basically, it's a minimum guarantee. It's what they are going to make on the movie. And um, if they 
work more than their contractual arrangement. Let's say they're supposed to work for three weeks for $65,000. Well, if all of a sudden we add another week, well, that's going to put them over that $65,000 and they will have to pay them a prorated rate um, against that. So if you're, if you, by way of example, you pay someone $100,000 for two days, that means their day rate is $50,000. So we decide to add another day. That means we have to pay them another $50,000. Now there are some arrangements. So you you see why it's important we stay on schedule. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, and we do have, have a you will never have that problem with me, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that, uh, but it's, it, it, it can, those kind of deals can get complicated because then we can also get certain free days. We get, you know, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can carve up those arrangements. But again, those are also going to be dictated by back end points as well. And so, it's, you know, it's always a subject negotiation. Like, you know, we, we were going back and forth on one actor and it was like, you know, they wanted 250 grand and it's like, no, I'm only going to do 150. And it's like, okay, we got a chunk of two points on the back end. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll, we can, we can do that. Right. Um, so it's always like a push or a pull kind of thing. Yeah. And these points, are they like determined depending on who the actor is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then how much we've already allocated for the other actors. So it's a, I mean, it's a table that we just kind of shift. Your directors and your producers, and it's a whole pool, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and you already gave usually fifty. Basically, a a finance financier gets his money back plus twenty percent, and then everything goes into a pool, and you got fifty to the producers and all these people, and you got fifty to the financier. So then the dollar gets split fifty-fifty. And so of that 50 cents of that dollar, the 10 cents, you know, 20, however many points you get. I don't do that, numbers, and, that, John. and that's typically, well, that's typically how, how, how well, and, 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 and John and I, like, we're producers <clears throat> that we, we get in the nitty gritty with the lawyers and the offers. And all that. Like, we understand structurally how this, you know, 30-page performer agreement is going to run out in every little element. And so, like, and not a lot of producers like to get into that. They're like, oh, my lawyer's going to figure it out. But every little element trickles down to your budget or to when you distribute to, you know, marketing and P&A, like what you can do in post. And so if you don't pay attention to that, then that can cost you, you know, in post question, like, oh, God, I didn't know I got to pay them 30 grand to go do this ADR today. It's like, well, no, we, that's why we negotiate these things because we know from being there what we need and how we, you know, support that sandbox. He's gotten really good at contracts. And so he almost can get it to the finish line and just have a lawyer look at it. And so he basically has a law degree as well. Just (laughs) And you find a lot of producers that do have law degrees because you need that, right? And Mm -hmm. so he can get a contract to where we're almost there and he'll just get it. We'll get the lawyers just to kind of look and say, now it looks good. Change that or do that. You well, know? And, and we work with great lawyers. Yeah. Like we have lawyers in L.A., New York, or, New York. Or yeah, everywhere. Like we, they're just they're great people. I feel like they've mentored us a lot. Like they've really taken us into good places with contracts. And so, like, we, we're just feeding, right? We're learning from them. And we got super lucky because we were a part of a community of filmmakers that had really great lawyers, and then they they were allowed. To, they opened the door to us, and they said, "Okay, look, we'll help like mentor you guys and help you guys right to come up." And so we've been we've been very very fortunate. Like I think the Austin film community. He's been very fortunate to be able to be a part of a of a group, right? That now we have access to people that we would never have access to just because of, we've supported and helped and helped them make their movies. So, 
Are you so, guys seeing? Yeah, so thanks for all of the. <laughs> I have dyscalculia, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know everyone loves the sexy business affairs part of. I actually, I, mean, yeah. I actually really do. I really I told you guys. I told it. you guys were gonna be super interesting. I well, super no, appreciate it. Yeah, it's super intriguing. I mean, because even like I said, I took that one workshop, workshop, and I just my mind was completely blown on like the amount of work that just goes into just the budget itself, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can be a producer. I, yeah. I just can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. do it. I mean, okay, we, we, we can't ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Fact, yeah. We, these we, are points we, made. We, yeah. we, we don't okay. direct. We don't act. We don't write. We, we just produce, right? That's but just, you, yeah. but you also have a, a talent taste quality of something that you're looking for. Yes, right. or is it all just? I mean, surely yeah. it is. Like, yeah. For. For, for sure, for sure. Like, I mean, are we, you? We have tons of conversations where we're like, "What about this?" Or, and we, we have these like, we were putting lists together, and we're all yeah. we're all trying to like with Will's last movie, we were all putting lists together and thinking okay. of ideas. Well, and, so in that vein, let me ask you: Are you seeing a shift in what necessarily constitutes value of an actor? Mm-hmm. Because I felt like for a long time it was like, "Who's going to draw butts to seats? Who's going to draw people to go to the movie theater and drive ticket sales?" They're going to go see, you know, Robert De Niro. Um, Now it's like there's this element of like Instagram followers and popularity basically seems to have some leverage. So like with these new streaming models and all of this stuff going on, are you seeing that there's a shift in what actually constitutes value of an actor? Yeah. Yeah, And what is What does that look like for y'all? For sure. For sure. I mean, it's a... I mean, like kind of the the general archaic way of looking at things. Well, they average X amount at the box office. Like, yeah, now we're looking more at like, um, well, they sell really well in Germany in this type and they have, you know, eight million social followers and they get this type of engagement. And, you know, they were a part of this show that, you know, has this reaches this type of audience or plays really well in Eastern Europe or whatever. Um, And it's kind of a fucked up weird are you, are you finding that the streamer because the streamers weren't giving metrics for a long, long time or data? So are you finding that they're well, yeah, being... barely, yeah, barely too. I mean, that's I mean, take like an actor who maybe has like biggest show on Netflix, the younger the Cobra Cry. Like you take that lead actor. Oh, I want to make a feature film. You're like, what's his? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Like, we don't know. Like because streamers aren't giving you the data. Yeah, but Is that why yeah, you don't right, know? there's also no box office. There's no movie. There's no monetary right. equation associated or, with that person. Yeah, or right. transactional. Like you can't say, oh, they got you know two two million downloads or rentals. Like there's nothing transactional that a buyer, another buyer, let's say, right. You know, um, another studio or maybe just an independent you know, distributor would want to pick up a movie. Like all they got to go off by is like, they have a big Netflix audience. So maybe they would then go to a theater or they would go to Amazon to rent it. Right. And that's just an example of like that throws it off from what we're used to, you know, years ago. And if you think they got six, if you somehow get the metrics or the data and they have 60 million views, right. And you t- times that times what a box office number would be, then you're just in this world that's, but that doesn't mean because they watched it on Netflix that they would go to the theater. So yeah, it doesn't cross. So see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so like you have a cast of some fairly, you Stranger know, things. Just un- take, un- Stranger or things. take the bear or the bear. Okay, so like people are starting to, you know, have bigger careers from having been on the bear. They probably yeah. weren't getting paid, uh, you know, a crazy amount like back in the day for a network show. 
Yeah, but the lead actor now, the bear was on Showtime initially. Is it by yeah, Jeremy Allen him. White? Not him necessarily, but maybe the co-star. I can't. I can't remember her name. Uh, but anyway, like what? Like you know, how do you judge their value just based on the fact that the show's popular and it seems like a bunch of people watched it on Hulu or no, whatever? No, we we have to call sales agents and we have to talk to buyers in the market and say like, what would you yeah. like? What would you pay for? Like, if we put her in this, yeah. Like yeah, like yeah, would you? Yeah, would or you... is there, or is there inherent value that you feel like, you know, like intrinsic value that you could associate with having this? I think one conversation we had recently that's a good example of this is um, Paul Anderson, who uh, played Arthur Shelby in Peaky Blinders. He's an amazing actor. He's been in movies, big movies. And, you know, we really liked him for a role. And, you know, we're talking to sales and finance and they're like, yeah, but people only know him as Arthur Shelby. And so they can't associate a value to him. And it's like, how, what do you mean you can't associate? And it's like, well, because everyone knows him as Arthur Shelby and that's it. And so if he's not Arthur Shelby, mm, that makes now, me want to cry, man. It just makes me right. cry. And it's like, it doesn't, to us, like, though, for Christian and I, when we hear that, we're like, huh, that seems like bullshit. Because uh, that guy is an amazing actor. Yeah. Uh, and even like Max Martini, who starred in the channel, and, you know, he's in a few other movies of ours. I mean, they kept saying he has no value. He's not a leading man sort of thing. Um, well, you know, we put him in a movie where he is like, you know, basically the lead. But now we have transactional data associated with Max that is sold in the foreign marketplace. Now we we can actually assign value to Max and say like no we know Max is worth something because when we stuck him in another movie where he is the co lead these are the metrics that we're seeing from that so in this space and so for us it's also you know being able to take some of those calculated risk and then if we can internally associate value and that we can go back to buyers with because they they're looking at the same numbers that we are then that's how we're starting oh. to find value hidden value i guess yeah and, and that's really should i not say that much no 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 no. that's really good but just a little example i thought of when you're saying that was like aj when we were early on casting for um for age out it was called friday's child actually before, yeah, it was called friday's child. uh that's what we went to festivals with but there was like this time you know aj is great and just like this this actor is really on and he's worked with great people since his first film with diane kruger and Jason Clark and and just a whole cast of Better Angels, but I remember him saying, "Hey, like, there's this new actress. Really, like, I'm gonna call her and talk to Alicia Vikander. He's like, I really think she'd be great. And then there people you make phone calls. She has no value. Like, you don't know about this. Like, they, they basically tell him like, no. Like, you know, she needs to prove herself first, whatever. And AJ's like, she's gonna be a star. Like, she's gonna. She's like, this is. And of course, this was like we hadn't raised the money yet, so we we're so early. But he, you know." Now, a year and a half later, we're going, and now we got financing, and we can, like, start casting. But it's so funny. Alicia then was like, oh, yeah, could you go back to – no. Like, she's out of our – she's out of she's our out range of your now. league now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, like, one of, like, five examples, especially with AJ. He just was like, yeah, that's – So he, how – I mean, they said she has to prove herself. How would she prove right, herself? if you don't give her well, – yeah, I mean, that, but that's that's the dichotomy. That's, that's, that's like, the, right. the, 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 the clog and yeah, all the studio. Yeah, yeah right. so the studio, the studio goes and cast her, like – Okay, they, they can take do, take the risk, yeah. The studio, yeah, they can, take can the do risk. that, right? But then that that person then has that value. So, like from an indie side of things, 
if we casted movies the way we just want to cast, like a studio does, like Michael Bay does, like, you know, or whatever, like it's totally different because they have such a big budget and such a big machine behind it. But for us, it, it actually is riskier um, yeah. to just cast the way you want to cast. Yeah, you, it, you have to be able to associate some kind of data to extract it to where then we can go back to a financier and say, this is what we are probably going to look at from a risk portfolio perspective. Okay, so from your perspective, like, could you just play whatever advocate and just say, what would you do if you were an actor? What would you suggest an actor does in their climb up the career ladder to try to be successful in movies? Like, would you tell them, like, get a bunch of bots and a bunch of Instagram followers or get like, what would you tell them to do? Any ideas? I mean, it's like, yeah, I would associate with strong filmmakers. I mean, yeah, you need meeting really good directors. You need to be reading for them. You need to be auditioning. You need to one thing about like even Max Martin, I, I brought him up earlier. Like Max has been a great actor for a very long time. But what was amazing to us is even on set is his ability to turn it off and turn it on. Like it just going from talking normal conversation, then we're ready and he is in and he's doing a really intense scene. I mean, that's, that's hard to do. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, it's a skill. Yeah. Well, I can see why it would be appealing to producers. But hold on though. She's found success because she's able to just rip her heart out and she's been a part of a ton of projects where she's just like, she's literally just like when you need someone in Austin and you can't afford the the metric and all the stuff that you just said, (laughs) right. You go to Heather and you're like, you're like, I need someone to just completely break their heart open and and stomp on it. And I need to, I need that performance. And then she does that. I'll be broken. Yeah. She'll be broken. And then she does that. And then they end up in your guys' world. Well, in the next one, right, where they're having to get the person for the value and stuff like that, because everyone's trying to trying to go up. It's like she does. I, she she's she knows all the film. I mean, so I don't know. No, so keep going. So the, so then what? Yeah, I mean, I'd be meeting film because I mean, like, there's so many. Like Will is a perfect example. Will likes going back to cast people that he knows, people that he can trust in a performance, and people. That this was all it. just a business meeting. For yeah. Him. Hi, Will. Right. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I set like, this whole thing up for yeah. business. I was Ernesta in Daylight Sun. I killed a bunch of fucking zombies for you. It was so fun. But it hit him up, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's because at that point, what happens is the directors come to us and say, like, I and they're like, I want this person for this role or it was written for them. Right. And so keeping in touch, I think with filmmakers and then also just with producers as well. And just saying like, cause we have some actors that hit us up and be like, what do you, what do you guys got on your slate? Like anything that you think I might fit in or could I read for anything? You know, like, I think that that's, that's hot. So, so listen, well, so well, all, and, they have all this going on, right? Yeah. They're not thinking about you guys. They oh, have no. all this going, for, right? For, no, so if you, sure. if you keep that relationship going, they're like, oh yeah, Heather for this. Okay. That would be great right. for well, her. Well, yeah. And I say exactly. on top of all that, it's also being someone that we want to work with again or yeah. that we want to work mm. with. I think that's. Bye, John. <laughs> uh, I mean, making a movie is hard enough, mm-hmm. and whether it's you know hiring crew or an actor, and so you know, you go through this intense process. You may, you know we call it like getting in the trenches, I and mean, you literally are going to war. Yeah, way, that's and you how get through I it. feel. So when you get to the other end, and you're like, okay, great, like really enjoyed working with you, then oh, okay, I have something else. Like you were great to work with, really, like you really like this part, and you know when we know the agent and the man, like we know you know that helps 
Like, okay. And then the directors would be like, yeah, let me talk to them. And if they sign off, they're like, great. And so what's, you know, tough is like, yeah, you meet an actor like, okay, this isn't, if it's just difficult, like if someone is just inherently difficult to work with, then you have to decide like, is it worth that? Or can I just yeah. hire someone who's great to work with, if, you know, and it doesn't hinge on like a sales do you think it probably does it matter to you like if our agents are awesome or not? Like if if you've got a really talented actor whose agents a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean you 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 deal yeah. with it. Yeah, you you, you just still yeah yeah you just yeah you deal with it. Deal with it. You yeah. still deal with it, but I mean like uh, the really good agents that we know and and, and managers, you know, um, for instance, we we casted two roles in our last movie just because the manager found out about it and she started just pounding. Oh, yeah hounding me um but she knew the script she knew the role she knew what i was looking for and she made my life so easy yeah. to where it it was a no-brainer for us we didn't even look outside of and i even went back to her roster um when we were struggling with that one role i was talking about and was like who do you got um that could maybe fit in this and i think that that's that's another thing is like having those agents reach out um, especially if you, if you're a working actor and you have a solid reel, totally fine. Like reach out, like have, have your agent or manager reach out as long as they're not an asshole. Yeah. And, and you want you to work, know, you work with people that you like. You want, yeah, I want to see true. you work. Yeah. I want to see you work. I have relationships with you guys. I want you guys to win. Yeah. You know, I don't want the asshole. To win. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like, I think we, well, we worked with Jimmy like three times yeah, last year. Yeah, Jimmy Gonzalez. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like yes. Jimmy. Like, I mean, we we get a project. Like, hey, like, who do you guys think? You like, well, Jimmy. We'll see, yeah. see if the director's like so Jimmy. Like, yeah, let's get a call. Like, Jimmy's great. And Jimmy's super easy. Jimmy's like, yeah, gonna, I'll be there. So great. Like, but he's gonna kill it. He's gonna yeah. put it on. He's very talented. Like, he'll own it. And like, I mean, he'll surprise usually the filmmakers because like, wow, he's like he is yes. a lot more yeah, than I, what I envisioned, I think, which is great. Can we talk about the long game at all or no? Like, could we cheat? Okay. Yeah. So, so when you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when you watch the long game, and Cheech's role was Cheech who Cheech Marin. Okay. <laughs> it, and on paper, when you read it, it wasn't that sort of like impactful. You're like, oh, this is a small, small, smaller role. And then, but his his presence, right? And Jimmy has that too. Like Jimmy will show up. And he may do a day or two, but his presence in the film is like really impactful. And I think yeah. I think once you've experienced that, right, you're like, you know, you're like, let's put Jimmy there. Let's put this guy there because I know that they're gonna show up and that they're gonna they're gonna make that scene that three minutes on screen pop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. sometimes that role is like on paper, it's this, right? Yeah. But then the right actor, it becomes a lot more. It becomes something people remember, and it yeah. also could be something that triggers the emotion that the filmmaker needs in that scene or in that part of the act. Yeah. Like, like without Cheech that. brought so much to the, I mean, you were, were you there? At how'd, the, how'd I do it? How'd I do in yeah, the long game? You were great. Oh, you, you were, were awesome. Great. Was I memorable? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I make a lot of stupid faces? Hey, everybody no. cried at the end. That's all I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was broken. <laughs> no, actually, Richard Robichaud was so great on that. Like, that's the first time I ever worked with him. And he's, he's a great guy. That's a great cast you guys got for the yeah, long we, game. I can't yeah. wait for people to see that movie. Yeah, we had a great, I mean, Oscar Nunez was great. I mean, just like oh, everyone wow. is like, 
That was fun. It was, it was fun. The film, is so, the film is so good. And it's so, like, it's such a great story. I, like, I can't wait to see the, it. I mean, that was the best screening at South by Southwest I think I've ever been to, where just everyone was just like, there was just so much like love in the audience and everyone loved I, it. And it was so good. Yeah. I just want to extend some gratitude to you two gentlemen because I got to go to the Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, Julio, and really, it's he like Julio. It's Julio and, and, I mean, and Julio Chapa, yeah. And Marla. And Marla. Yeah, and Marla and all those guys. I mean, the, the, with, the, what they went through, I mean, they were in war yeah. for a lot longer. Like, I mean, this yeah. oh, yeah. amount Marla, of prep. Marla, Marla is a beast. She, she's awesome. Marla is a beast of a producer. Like, she is so good. Marla, is Marla, so good. we will work with Marla anytime. Any day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would, yeah. I'll work for Marla. you, Marla, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Anything that they had going on, have going on, we would definitely. Yeah, Julio. I mean, frankly, I, I like Christian, we like whenever that was happening, they're in, they're like, uh, we need a production manager for the Texas unit. And I was like, I don't do that anymore. Like, but for Marlon, for Julio, I'll do it. I, I regret that decision. <laughs> but. They're really good people. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. So, really so they people. have their whole universe and they have their whole universe. And then you start getting your universes mixed Mix together. Them, right. Yeah. And and they're help they're helping them or we're helping. The, you know, people are all helping each other. And it's family. It's networking. It's like. And it's such a hard, hard job that these guys do that it's like, yeah, you need you need some you need sometimes you need a bigger brother to come in and be like, look, I can help you. You know, I can make this happen. Well, then it goes back to why it's important to be someone that someone wants to work with. I mean, in whatever landscape of making the film is. And that's why we like to work with people we have. If we've gone through this, we know we can get to another. But once you have like that bad experience, it's almost like, well, why do I need to do that again? Yeah, and that's when the guy comes to you and he says, you know, I can't work for that rate, which we get, but it's like, we, this, is, this is all we got. This is what we need. And either you're in or, and, and you're going to go with us or, or, you know. I mean, I think I'll say it, for, it got a lot harder for a lot of us recently, which is why we strike. Because the – This it, is true, yeah. It was like our – you know, there was a time when I could exist for a while on a guest star or – you know, what, whatever that rate was and however long it took me to get the next job, you know, that $10,000 top of show, whatever, that would support me for a bit. Or I could book a SAG national commercial and that's like the jackpot, $50,000. I'm going to be able to exist for a year and I'm going to be able to work on my craft and go on auditions and all that kind of stuff. There was a, there was a, a place where you could be supported as you were still a struggling working actor trying to hustle and get jobs that something happened streaming uh, <laughs> where <laughs> all of a sudden it was like our contracts got smaller all of a sudden everything fell under new media which was really mm -hmm. created for back in the day when some guy had a webcam and was making a show mm -hmm. you know we were far beyond that now we're Amazon and we're making you know pilots and all this and so residuals were getting hacked, contracts were getting hacked. Then all of a sudden it was like, you have to work as a local, mm -hmm. which means that you're traveling yourself and you're, in, you're incurring costs off the top, mm -hmm. you know, even to the extent where now they no longer give us cash per diem when we arrive on location, which sounds like not a big deal when they're like, we're going to put it in your check at the end. But it's also like, okay, I'm driving to Louisiana to shoot your show and I got to be out my own money for the whole time I'm here and then wait for three however weeks. three weeks a month until you reimburse me. And 
And, and these, that's a show. These are big. And this is a show. Of, it's a show. They, right. Because a movie, you got to wait a year. They fix that the interim agreement. Well, the weird thing is they They're won't let to, us right? do cash. They won't let us do cash anymore. No, they like when we did the interim agreement on this <laughs> last show, it's I can either give you a prepaid debit card um, or I can put it on your check, but I have to pay so it in, in advance, right? Otherwise, I, we get a we get a penalty, right? But that's um, a sad. That, but that's sad, right? Wasn't that's that your a union? Your union saying this? Yeah. Well, but wasn't that because we didn't want to handle cash during COVID? Oh, this is gonna get good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Ha- right. <laughs> the no. other thing that they did to really throw a real nice <laughs> monkey wrench in the per diem thing. And sorry, this is getting pretty good. I'm here by the, where the production office is, where the net, you have to go to the, the national website that shows the cost of living of that city. Let's say it's new Orleans. Right. And it'll say per diem is on in this city is um, $74 a day. And then you have to add 125% to that and then now that's the per diem i pay you so depending on where we are filming it's no longer you know 60 on your off days and 30 or 30 60 whatever it's like 77 50 or 94 42 or whatever yeah. it is yeah 89 27 you're like into the pin and then it's like it's like okay so you really want me to pull cash for you know like three hundred and seventeen dollars, and you know, you know what I'm saying. So, like, the yeah, totally. Really weird, and I think that's also why they switched it to where it's like I can give you a prepaid debit card, or I can put it on your check. And it's like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for a prepaid debit card, card because your, when I'm going with your point, right? So it's like then the the contracts are getting lower, right? But all of a sudden, it's like, well, technically, I'm advancing in my career because I'm shooting this recurring role. So now I'm on a recurring role, but I'm only getting scale local. And so that's like, you know, a thousand dollars for the day. <laughs> um, and sometimes we could shoot two episodes in a day because I've only got one scene in each of those episodes. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm going home already out my per diem money, out my gas, out whatever that I'm going to be reimbursed. And then the contract is so low and then the residuals are like pennies. And so now it's like these things that should have (laughs) actually been advancing me to a place where I can exist as an actor are now becoming a hardship where I can't financially exist as an actor. Yeah, yeah, but but also you said residuals. So who's... Who's reporting residuals? Honestly, are you asking me? Not no, I mean, like, it's a, it's a question out there. Yeah, like, we. I mean, like, you want to get residuals out of Disney or like that? Like, yes, I do. You know how you do it? How you have to audit them. You know what it costs <gasps> to audit them? A gazillion dollars. Yeah. Well, and then after that, then you have to legally go after it. Right. And then, do you think Disney's ever going to work with you again? No. no. No, no, so, I mean, no, it's, it, it, no, it's such a common theme. We've talked to some of the top auditors in the business and, in, and it's like, oh yeah, let me call my person over here. Like, yeah, we, we audit them all the time. Like, it, no, it's just a known theme. Mm-hmm. If you want to get that money, like, they're like, come take it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to spend money. To I mean, take I'm it. not saying I know anything about Disney. So I, I, I'm not saying I don't, I don't Yeah. Know. Nothing not, towards Disney. Did you Disney. just get scared, John? No, yes, I did. <laughs> I, that mouse just creeped up right behind me and I was like, 
dude. <laughs> Wait not, a minute. I don't know anything about you guys. I don't work yeah. with you guys. I know okay. nothing. Well, all, uh, all ten of our listeners yeah, don't yeah, care. I don't it's okay. I, but I just care. <laughs> I'm scared of the mouse. I just don't want. Um, I mean, but, but I mean, it is. It's just something else. But yes, there's. I don't have answers for. No, that, that, no, uh, no other, sure other, other than like, like it's a it's a business, right? right. There, it's a publicly traded company. Like there, obviously, there's huge accounting procedures and lawyers and all those big studios and all that. So, but you know, if you have a show that's on FX or a show on this, and and you know, Fox buys one or someone buys another, and you have trade up of you know residual payments for actors. I mean, all that flows down. But mm -hmm. and it, it's a lot of content. But also, like, who's checking? The books, right. like it's at the end of the day, you know, a lot of studios are like they just kind of take it, or they have their system of like, hey, we're going to go audit these shows well, for see, you. And I it, think that, like, for me, but all that as affects a, you at as the end a of the day. journeyman, everyday working actor who is doing multiple episodes on shows, it's like, okay, so if we're going to do these crappy salaries and contracts right out of the gate, the thing about it is acting is inherently jobless, right? It's like a, a crew member is going to get on a show and they're going to work 90 days. I'm going to work three. And if I'm lucky, I'll get bumped up to a weekly contract for that three, right? So I'm going to have however long it takes me to get another job to exist in between, which could be months because it's fickle. It's does someone want to hire me? It's is there a role written for my age and my skin color and my whatever, right? As being an actor. So if it's there's there's like inherent joblessness, those residuals are what keep us alive. <laughs> like yeah. that's or how I can pay the mortgage. <laughs> Otherwise, I have to run out and get multiple day jobs that I get fired from or quit. And it's just this thing to where as it's become more financially impossible, it's also become more like emotionally, artistically impossible mm -hmm. for me to say yes to this life. Yeah, and, and, and she didn't realize that until and the scene. strike happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the strike happened, and then she started hearing it from everybody. Yes. And you're like, you're going through that too, and you're going through that? I thought it was, it was just, just me. She thought yeah. it was just her. 50-year-old actor, you didn't hear that. Living in Austin, having but made these choices. Right. I was going to gonna say, 65. I'm not 50, but I, I'm so Take those eyebrows yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah but, I, you know, and I, I mean, we totally, like, I, I think from us is independent feature film producers we like we agreed with the sh like the whole ai thing in terms of like oh i'm gonna terrifying scan you in and then i'm gonna get to use this for whatever i want like that's bullshit yeah um you know they like that should need to be corrected but i mean like even for us like we don't if you're a distant hire we're paying you like a distant hire like if you say you're gonna go and work as a local no offense that's on you um but that's the pressure no, that's the pressure that, i yeah, get yeah, i get the pressure we, we can we can only afford local hire and i'm like yeah there's nobody in this town like <laughs> i gotta go out yeah. i mean like, you, you, you know what you know what uh it, get in there to, to me to me because we've tried to do that and now christian and i we we don't even try and do that anymore just say like, if you're distant you're because it, look, at the end of the day, if you push back and say, like, no, nah, I'm not doing it, it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, like, f if you're right for the role, you think I'm going to replace you over some yeah, gas? But you yeah, know they we do. actually get told I do. that. We have literally yeah. been told that. I like, do. When I, you probably I don't lived want in, that job no, anyway. Yes, but I'm saying, like, I've actually been told, like, when I lived in Atlanta, before I got my Atlanta agent, and I'm still going through my Texas agent, the whole thing was, uh, you know, ooh, it looks like you're from Texas, even though you're saying you're here, they don't want to hire someone who's going to have, that they have to pay to try 
travel. And even if you're saying you're here, they're still looking at your agent is in Texas. So you need to get an Atlanta agent. And then when I had an opportunity, because I kept getting called in over and over for a role for a new TV show that's being shot in Louisiana, but I'm here. It was like, okay, they they rather say lo- that you're local, but just say you're a modified local. And it was this whole back and forth, back and forth. And I didn't get it because I live here. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it does happen. And to I've us. had people, I've had, I've had people not get hired because, and I'm like, I'll, look, I'll pay for the, the shitty Motel 6 ho- hotel you're going to get. Them. Yeah, that's all. You're going to save anyway. me money because now I have a finite number that you guys give me and I have to keep working. I got to hire my assistants. And I'm like, if that, I, I will pay the damn hotel because because that's going to save me money at the end of the day. Because if you say no to, and I can't find the director's not happy and the director loves this guy and then you reject him because he lives in Tennessee and you're working in Atlanta, I'm like, dude, I'll take it out of my check because you, it's going to cost me five more days to get somebody that the director's happy for. John Roosevelt's worried about you. Yeah, she she wants you to bring yeah. her, bring your heart yeah, rate down. That's why Roosevelt's here is to protect. Yeah, you. she needs to. She, she wants you to bring your heart rate. She down. feels the anxiety in the room. It's not anxiety. Yeah, she, it's just yeah. bullshit. No, well, no, we haven't. It's, it's just bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the other thing too is on on things like that. If if it's really a problem, like if you know, I'll just say the to the agent, like, okay, don't. I just don't let me do plus 10. I'll pay for them as a distant hire, but the talent but the they're going to have- agent's got to make money, dude. Like, Well, right, but the, it means it's got to come out of the talent side, right? So it's like right. one or like it, because then that way it makes it like, quote unquote, hurt less. And I, and I get it, right? I mean, like for certain roles, if you're coming out for like a day or two days and that might not make total sense, right? To go in like- you know, pay for a flight, pay for a hotel, pay for. Yeah, but we're shooting in Waco. Right. There's nobody there. Right. Yeah. Then that point, that's like again, I would push back on the producers because, and this is why Christian and I we don't push back on it at all because it's like that's our choice to shoot in Waco to support the creative. So that means we have to abide by the union guidelines, and we're not going to put it on the talent in order to because we made that choice. That doesn't make any sense. And honestly, I still feel, I mean, I feel like actors are willing to give, you know, we are willing to go through hardships to create this stuff. I mean, stuff. we have to in the beginning anyway. So it's not like, you know, we're trying or, to be a pain we, in the ass. We could or, just cast one out of Waco. You well, know, that's, which, that, but, well, that's how I end up walking and, the streets, talking to people and doing and doing real people casting. And the director's pissed at the performance that he's yep, getting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the guy turns out to be crazy or something like that. And it's just, you know, it's like. Yeah. So. But I mean, like, it's like we're willing to stay in a shitty Motel 6 or whatever you guys were saying. You know, it's like we're willing to do that stuff. So I think we do that a lot. But then at some point, at some stage in your career, if you're on TV, which is right. what has happened. This is why, <laughs> which the, is why writer, the world doesn't understand. The writer on the bear was like you have no idea and i'm like i get, I get it, it yeah. like you have no idea you see people on tv and you think they're fine they're working that is not the case right so it's like on those things especially it's like guys it's like financially impossible for me to make this happen anymore that's why we were striking i feel like you know is to fix that which comes from whatever this bullshit streaming model is and how it's being taken advantage of 
Totally agree. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Heather. They, they needed to. No, I mean, like, and same with the writers. I mean, like, it just, it, yeah. that crap needed to be fixed. And these right? are two great, great dudes. And they're just dealing, yes. they're, they're just trying I mean, to we do with that. We're all in similar yeah, boats. Similar boats. Right. Like, yeah. they're just trying to make it work. And they're just trying to make it so that we can go play. That's right. That's right. And they have, they're stuck in a, in a situation. Totally get it. Yeah. And we can't vote on that. You know, like, we, yeah, we like, that's what saying. I was, we were talking to Sam. And they're like, well, you're going to have to agree to this interim agreement. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to have to agree to whatever they come up with anyway. Right. No yeah. one's asking them. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. going to ask us like, what we think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're all waiting. Like, we're waiting on Netflix, Amazon, John, and Christian to come up yeah. with <laughs> <laughs> and agree to the new term. That's like, and, that's, and like look, when, that's like when someone right says, now they're not returning Amazon's call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. That's like when someone says, we got to go attack North Korea. I'm like, we? Yeah. We talking about We. <laughs> Oh, not me. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> Yeah. When was I part of it? I'm not, I'm not going after anybody. <laughs> I'm going to go make a movie for no money. <laughs> All right. Thank that was guys. awesome. Yeah. Thank you so Dude, much. That was so much fun. That nice, awesome, honest, heated, intense, a lot what, of numbers what, okay, so conversation. Us, what is a producer? Is a <laughs> badass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my favorite person on <laughs> what, set. What what is my yeah my daughter's like? So what do you what do you do? Like, Anything I, I make and phone calls, write emails. Like you make phone, phone calls, calls and write emails, emails and make and money. But you problem solve. No, 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 no. I mean, you don't help make, make the money. No, you don't no, understand. You Most go, of the stuff we've done doesn't necessarily no, no, make saying, money. Uh, well, okay. That's what but I'm saying. There's, I, not, what like, I'm saying, there's but not this pile of money sitting. Okay, let me let me help you understand what I'm coming from. I'm not saying you guys are making money, but you're helping to hopefully get money to to make the film. Movie, yes. If a movie breaks even, we're lucky. We're lucky. Everyone's lucky. If I get cast, I'm lucky. It, yeah. I mean, if you're, no, cast, if we literally can get our investor back who took the biggest risk, right, and supported all of us, if we can get him his money back, it's like we win. It's like it's... it's but for us, she's just like if we get cast. And that's like, independent, yeah. though. Look, there is money on the table, and there's a lot of people that have a lot of money that are making this stuff, but for like our world... It's like, man, we're just trying to just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to get it so that we can, and we can maybe make a little bit, make a bigger one, make a bigger one. So then we can have enough money to pay people. Like we, I mean, we started off with John's friend's RV in Waco. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you did, you did Lovers of Hate. You did all, like we all are just I trying. We're just trying it. to get to this place where it's like, okay, now there's more money. We can actually take care of people. It's just helpful to understand because actors get told mm -hmm. shit. We get told mm -hmm. nothing. That's what I was so excited right? about this episode. Cause I was like, you guys don't know. We you get have no told idea. Nothing. And so like when I'm in a situation where I finally book a pilot and I've got a lead role recurring on this show that's going to happen on Amazon, I think it was, or who the fuck ever. And <laughs> I shoot this pilot, it goes, right? And then they're gonna make a series out of it and they're gonna come back here and they're gonna shoot. But oh, I'm sorry, by the way, they're recasting your role right. because they want a name, which then they get someone who's not really a name. And I'm like, was it really that important? Was it gonna get you more eyeballs and therefore more dollars? that the show's about these kids. It's not even about the mom. None of the kids who watch this fucking show give a crap about who the mom is. Even if you got Molly Ringwald to be the mom, she they're not going to probably know who she was. Right, she's not in their general... So it was yeah. like, why did you have to do that? 
Right. Yeah, maybe that was a, probably an executive or a director or, you know, somebody, somebody up there who's just made a decision looking at. That they wanted a pseudo famous yeah, name. And, and it happens so many actors. Or owed somebody a favor. Yeah, agents and managers yeah, lobby for their actors too. Like right. that's, a, that's yeah, where you the have thing, a really like, great agent and manager. Like I mean, they're the ones saying, "Hey, I want my actor in Top Gun three. Like they're like, "I want this part." Like they're getting them in front of right like, and say, "Hey, when that my actor gets that, then there might have been an representation." There, listen, there might that executive. What did we? That executive might have been watching it and had a girlfriend or a wife and said, "Oh, I want to do that role." Oh, you don't yeah, know. Like, I do. Yeah, that it, we've heard it that too. We that, we hear that too. Oh. That happened. But that happens. Yeah. But, That's yeah. happened. But also, too. those are shows that have distribution. I mean, and independent. I mean, a lot of these films, like they, they get made. They have no distribution. That, They're taking all the risks. Yes, of that like, I get. They put all this work and money into it, and then like it has to be good enough to just to literally go to a screener that distributors like, oh, cool, like or a sell it's agent. So like, risky. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. take this. So, I mean, those are. It's one thing when you're like, yeah, they're making this movie and it's already got a Netflix or it's got a studio. It already has distribution. But mm-hmm. when you're going true indie and you're just making this thinking it's got to be good enough that someone watches it yeah. in their, you know, hour and a half window out of, you know, four or ten other projects that day, that it stands out enough. And now with the world the way it is, there's literally like a handful of people. And if they pass, like, where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if Netflix says no and Amazon says no, and then like other distributors say no and other streamers say no, you're not going to sell it to Warner Brothers. Like, then what? What do you do with it? Right. It's so risky. Risky business, starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> awesome guys, thank you. We got to get out of here. Our show today was recorded in studio by the good folks at Record ATX. Check them out at recordatx.com. Our theme music is produced by Jonathan Price. You can check out some of the sounds he makes with his project, The Mid-Cities, on Spotify. Follow, subscribe, and smash that like button if you see one. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.